the volume. Moneyline Monaco is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. This is why I love betting on the FanDuel Sportsbook. There's great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, college basketball, and so much more. There's amazing new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You get your winnings if you want to cash out in as fast as two hours. And how fun is it to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay? Discover the most popular same game parlays each day right when you log in presented by FanDuel on that homepage. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started right now. Sign up with promo code MONACO so they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. Happy Monday. It's a beautiful day in the sports betting neighborhood. NBA playoffs coming at you. Game two predictions here on a Monday in April. Alex Monaco here. Welcome back to another Sports Gambling with Money Line Monaco podcast. Coming off a heater yesterday. Going 15 and degenerate four on 19 picks live betting as I traveled back from my good buddy's wedding out of town making picks all weekend. Had to tune in to every single game, however, I had to. And it was a wonderful, wonderful weekend and slate. And we come off a Sunday winning just over eight units. And that's how we like to dance. Make sure to follow. My picks on Action Network. It's been an up and down month, not going to lie. Up and down for sure, but it's playoffs, baby. And it is time to roll up the sleeves and get in. I feel excellent about today's picks. Again, if you have not, subscribe, rated, or reviewed goes a long way. iTunes and Spotify. Let's get into it. I'm going to go with the late game Off the top as my lock, I feel the best and most comfortable about it. We're going to go with a little Steph Curry and those Warriors dancing against the Nuggets. I'm taking them on a double result at home. The line is minus seven. I don't want to touch it. I do lean Warriors, of course, in the game. And to win the half on this at minus 155. And if you want to add in, which I don't not recommend, I I think it's comfortable taking Steph Curry 15 plus points. It lowers the minus 155 to minus 105, which is a little bit better than your normal minus 110 juice. So let's get into it. We looked at game one. I watched game one. I studied the flow of the game, I analyzed the box score, all of the stats, and I've come to the conclusion that this Warriors team, which 
had the luxury of riding a Jordan Poole playoff debut 30-piece. It's just too much offense, even though Curry's on a pitch count a little bit, for this Nuggets team to dance with. They really have kind of cooled off towards the end of the season, 6-6, six and six, I believe, in the last 12 coming into this, and they just don't have enough support around the Joker. And Jokic, for what it's worth, only averages 17 points in 24 career games against this Warriors team. And if you saw what Draymond did, shout out Volume Sports, yeah, and you saw what Looney did inside, Jokic wasn't particularly efficient and even was quoted saying they did an excellent job defensive scheme-wise against him and also caused him to miss easy cupcake layups. And then you look at his supporting cast and... With no Jamal Murray, with no Michael Porter Jr., you just have Aaron Gordon to look to really as the quality two. And Gordon gave you eight points on three of ten shooting. This man is in 16 career playoff games, only averaging 12 points. You cannot go against Curry, Draymond, Clay, and now Jordan Poole with this incredible supporting cast and get your two putting up. 12 points. Morris gave you seven. Jeff Green, who's a journeyman and an incredible consummate professional, he's not in the double-digit conversation every game. He gave you seven. Highland with 10 off the bench, and Highland has been phenomenal. It's just not enough. You're telling me right now that Jokic, unless he goes absolutely berserk, has enough support when you have Clay getting five threes, Jay Poole getting five threes, Curry plus 17 when he was on the court, slow start but still gave you 16 points on 21 minutes. They were up 11 at half, up 11 at half, and we need them to be up at half to win this bet and win the game. And I think it's going to be similar of what we saw in game one, close first quarter, and then they just start cooking. And This Warriors team, almost statistically speaking, had them in every category. Higher field goal percentage, higher from three, more assists, more boards, more blocks. It's it's just not going to be enough. And Barton was actually spectacular. He had 24 for the Nuggets. He's not their true two. Aaron Gordon's second best player on the Nuggets, game in, game out, or at least should be. Go look at your 2K updates. And Barton, that's lightning in a bottle. He averaged 14 a game for back-to-back seasons. He's not going to give you 24 every game. He's just not. GSW is also the second best team in the league after a win on the season, 37-16. and This team's riding a six-game win streak covering six of their last seven giving up an average of just over 100 points per game, defensively speaking. This Chase Center, they've been patiently waiting for this Warriors team to get back in the playoffs and get healthy and get into form. They hadn't been to the playoffs in two seasons. Go listen to the Draymond and Curry podcast on the Draymond Green Show. You hear it from both of them. They are eager, fired up, ecstatic and grateful to be in this new arena having the ability to play for these fans that have been patient since because of COVID and the injuries what this Warriors team has been through 
in back-to-back seasons. We also know that Kerr has never lost under the Warriors era with him in the first round of the playoffs when he gets into the playoffs. I feel excellent about this game two, Warriors coming out and cooking early. We just need a little bit of a lead by halftime. And I've just seen what they've done on this six-game win streak. I think they're going to make quick work of the Nuggets. It might even be 4-1, 4-2 at the most. This is not going seven games. They know the importance of these early games in the early rounds of the playoffs. They got to get this team out of the way. Not to overlook them. Not to say the Nuggets are not having an incredible season given the circumstance. Incredible season. Malone has been sensational coaching schematically this team. And then Curry over 15-plus. Look, this is a guy that averaged 25 on the season. Outside of that odd game against the Bucks before he got hurt where he went 3-7 and gave you 8 points, this man goes for over 15 points, almost hook, line, and guarantee it. All right, you got to go all the way back to a game against the Jazz on January 23rd where he had 13 points. Other than that, the man over 15 is a certified Larry Lock. And I think he hits it tonight. And I think he's only going to get stronger. Wasn't in the starting lineup. Came in midway towards the second third of the first quarter. Got a standing O. Didn't hit his first four shots, I believe. Still ended with 16 and a few threes. Okay, that's what you want to see. So... That was to get his legs under him, get his rhythm back, playoff form, a little bit of jitters, even for Curry. Comes back tonight, probably a little bit of an increased minutes roll, and I like the Warriors on a double result with Curry over 15 plus at minus 105 for our luck of the day. All right, let's get into our degenerate special here. This is a this is a fun one. I'm a little nervous. I kind of lean Mavericks plus five tonight. I really liked what I saw, but this under is staring me right in the face. 205.5, two top 10 defenses in the NBA. Dallas being the second best defense in the NBA. And this is kind of a schematic play for me because you look at what this team is without Luka, who put up 30 against the Jazz this season. And how do you make up an over-under thought for 30 points? From your star. Not to mention the double digits he's putting up in assists against them on the season. Not to mention his impact of overall flow and inclusion with everyone on the court because he's such a playmaker. And I looked at this game. I watched it as well. Pre-wedding. This Dallas team who's given up just 104 points per game. Jazz 107. You do the math on that. It's right around... You know, it's a little bit over, but right around where this over-under is. But again, game one, no team broke 30 points in a quarter. Each team had a 20-point quarter. And then the Mavs had 22 and 23 in their other two quarters. Brunson gave you 24. Dinwiddie gave you 22. Bullock, 15. Ken, Finney Smith with 14. Kleber had 10 off the bench. I just, I don't feel like the ebb and flow of this game is going to increase. And it's all, as you heard my buddy Raheem say, about possessions per minute. 
It's just a slower series. None of these teams really push the ball. And it's both half-court offense. And then let's look at this Jazz team who led the league in three-pointers, which does make me nervous because we're fading on the under tonight. But they only had two three-pointers by halftime. Two and seven for 22 in game one. And Bogdanovich is not a a 26-point-a-game night individual. We had Mitchell go for 30 of his 32 in the second half. He is a certified scorer and a savage against this Mavs team in particular. I believe he has 29 plus in eight of his last nine. But even showing you that they were playing excellent defense for 24 or 48 against Mitchell to give him two points in the half is encouraging. Gobert had five points. Rudy Gobert had to do it all defensively. This team has chemistry issues. Let's not forget it. All right, let's not forget it. Clarkson with a humble 10 off the bench. I just think the game, the style, and the flow for tonight is going to be slow. And I do want to say Mavs plus five. I mean, this was Vegas sicker than Scotty Van Bad beat sick. This was a 99-93 game one, and it came down. It came down to literally free throws for a five and a half point cover. Now you've seen lines move a little bit and not a ton, but overreact a little bit in these other two games. We'll get to the Raptors Sixers here in a second, but three points was swung and the Raptors line moved a little bit more in the Warriors than it did this one. This is staying right at five, five and a half here for game two. I find that to be interesting. Now, they did lower the over-under a little bit. No teams breaking 100. I think this is a defensive, ugly, unattractive game. And I think they even buckled down from a Dallas perspective more so, defensively speaking, because it's the only way they're going to win this game. You can't outscore a team that's the top NBA three-point-making machine squad when you don't have your star player. You have to play defensive-minded, slow, and very schematically and strategically. And that's why I'm taking the under. And then the other side of this, so this is a nice payout if we hit it. It is a Philly on the money line with the Mavs and the Jazz on the under at 205.5. If you really are feeling dangerous, you can add Mavs plus 5 in this and it goes to plus 358. But we're getting just under plus 150 I really like the Sixers tonight again. This was a game I didn't watch beginning to end, but I did watch the highlights thoroughly, extended highlights, of course, looked at the box score, saw what Maxi did in his playoff debut with 38 and five threes, Tobias with 26, Harden with 22. I mean, those three guys had five threes, four threes, and three threes from just those three men. That is incredible. Consider you get 15 points, 12 points, and nine points all off three-pointers from three of your top four players, and Embiid only had 19 for their starters and double figures. And the Sixers beat them in just about every category. 
They, they dominated them from a field goal percentage standpoint, three-pointers, free throws, assists, boards, O-boards, steals, only turned the ball over three times. And this is another reason why I really like Philly tonight. No Scotty Barnes due to an ankle sprain, according to Nick Nurse, and no Gary Trent Jr. due to a non-COVID-related illness. He was off in game one, just two of 11 in the first game. Now, Siakam giving you 24 and an OB with 20. Freddie Van Fleet with 18. That's really kind of their ceiling. I mean, Siakam can go off for 30. Fred can go off for 25. Anobi can give you 25. But you do the math on that, and it's still very, very frustrating when you see that this game ended 130-117. I mean, they put up 130 points, this Philly team did. I think they come out tonight, establish dominance. I think Embiid has an even better game by a lot. And again, it wasn't like he wasn't involved. He just didn't go for what he's capable of. I mean, the guy, again, first big man to lead the league in scoring as a big since Shaq in 99-2000. This man has been on a tear this season. But I think Philly showed us a lot. They showed us that if it isn't Embiid, which is such a huge and constant narrative for this Philly team, it can be somebody else. If Tobias, and again, he went above his quota, and Max, he certainly went above his quota, but if they can still give you 20 plus, it's exactly, exactly what you need. And Doc is hearing, oh, they're just going to out-coach, out-coach, out-coach by Nick Nurse. I mean, that is a little bit concerning considering that Doc is an NBA champion and has the ability to coach a Garnett, a Ray Allen, and a Paul Pierce to a ship. And this team has not been put together for a long time, so I get the narrative on some level. But ultimately, I really, really like this Sixers team tonight in this spot to go up 2-0. And not that they're looking ahead, but it's a tough draw for Toronto with no Scotty and no Gary. And that moves the line from four and a half to seven and a half. But I'm going to put them in this parlay. I think Philly tonight is an excellent play. Maybe even a little same game parlay with Embiid on a double double and perhaps Harden on a double double or a little maxi over 15 or 20 plus to lower that minus 330. But that's what I'm dancing with on my degenerate special. And we wrap it up real quick. I have to do this. I'm compelled to do this, not because Ja just put out the Michael Jeffrey Jordan famous clip of losing one game in a series, smoking a stoke, saying he should be worried. No, the Grizzlies should not be worried. They are minus 126 right now on FanDuel to win the series against Minnesota, and I think we absolutely have to take this bet. All right? This was a battle. It was a battle. But it was a off, off kind of night for a couple of guys. Jaron Jackson, 4 of 13. You don't see that often. Steven Adams didn't score the basketball. He's normally good for a humble 10 to 14. And Melton Jones, Kyle Anderson, even Williams off the bench, all a little less than what they're capable of. And this Wolves team shot 50% from the field. 
All right, and Anthony Edwards gave you 36, Carl with 29. Beasley had 23 off the bench, and McDaniels had 15. Those are four elements that I don't think are going to happen again. I don't think Edwards is going for over 35 in game two. I do not think Carl Anthony Towns is putting up 29. Beasley sure as heck ain't giving you 23. And McDaniels, you know, 15 is humble, but that's still a little bit above his pay grade. I just think Memphis at home, absolute bounce back. If you listen to Friday's podcast with my guy Raheem Palmer, sharp as it gets, guy made a living betting NBA playoff basketball over the years. When he tells you the zigzag theory, which is you got to zig, you got to zag for teams that lose and shouldn't lose like the Grizzlies in game one, will almost always come back in game two. This is a borderline must-win game for Memphis in game two at home before they head to mini. I don't see any reason why they don't bounce back in a big way. And again, this line is six and a half on FanDuel. I am loving the value you're getting at Memphis minus 126 because if they even the series, think about how much that is going to go down. This was minus 280 before the series started. All right, now it's minus 126 down one. I am locking it in. I implore you to. You, you can't, as a young team in Minnesota, unless this is one of these teams that doesn't even know how good they could cap- they are capable of being, and so they just they aren't getting in their own way, you have to remember who this Memphis team is. All right, and this is the best NBA against the spread team. And was 21-3 and three without Ja. So I just think they bounce back. They get all of their role players stepping up a little more. Little Brooks, little Bain. Everyone eats. Adams has a bounce back game. And Jaron Jackson does not shoot 4 of 13 from the field. And he, as a defensive player of the year candidate, has the ability to also dominate interior on both sides. So that's how we dance. Warriors double result. Curry 15 plus if you want to lower the juice. We're going under in Jazz Mavs. We're taking the Sixers on the money line and we are dancing on a little Grizzlies to win the series at a wonderful value. Thank you for tuning in. Went on a little tangent there. Was excited to talk all things NBA playoffs, sports gambling with Moneyline Monaco, Alex Monaco. We will be back tomorrow and have a couple more exciting interviews this week and collaborative pods. Enjoy it. Ride the wave. Don't forget to follow my picks on action. Shout to Brums on the ones and twos. The guy just got married. Coming back like a gentleman. Mazel to him. As always, don't forget to hug your mothers. Ta-ta real smooth. The Volume.